Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 205, Co-Writing the End of a Series, an interview with Melissa Kosky, coming to you on Thursday, July 16th, 2020. Hello, everybody. How are you? How's your July going? I hope that you are staying warm or staying cool, depending on where you live. And I especially hope that you're finding yourself getting a lot of writing done. I have to say, this whole writing sprint thing that I've been talking to you on and off about for the last several months is just, I mean, I know that it works. That's why I do it. But just recently, I happen to have found some people who want to do it every single day. Recently, meaning since pretty much the beginning of the lockdown period. So there's four of us who meet almost every single weekday. And then I've got a few more people that I'm meeting with twice a week in the evenings. And you know, for a half an hour at a time, when you're just thinking to yourself, this is my half hour, I've got to get as many words done as I can. It is a little shocking still after years of doing it, how much you can get done if you're just focused for just 20 or 30 minutes. So for instance, today, I was thrilled. I knew exactly what I was writing today. And I wrote 674 words in 30 minutes. That is very good for me. I'm very happy. With fiction, I can do a little bit more with nonfiction. Um, so I was having a very happy day today. Yesterday, I was like, yeah, it's okay. It was 300 and something, not a ton. It might have been 392, which is almost 400. But anyway, it wasn't a ton. And there was probably the first five or 10 minutes that I had 60 words and a blinking cursor. <laughs> so, but I just kept looking at the clock going, come on, kitty, 19 minutes left, 18 minutes left, looking at the clock, just think of something. And sometimes just forcing yourself to write something Sometimes I write things that I'm like, that's probably not actually going to end up in the book. But a lot of times I'm like, well, actually, this needs to be edited, but this is actually kind of something good. So if you haven't been doing it, I encourage you again, (laughs) try those writing sprints. And definitely when you do it with somebody else, it really helps you focus because you know that you're going to tell somebody in 30 minutes, this is how many words that I wrote, how many words did you write? So... Now, uh, with more writing topic stuff, I wanted to remind you that we have one more free webinar coming up on Saturday, uh, July 18th. And this is to give you more information about a one-day virtual writers conference that my friend Jennifer Dornbush and I are doing called Writing with Hollywood in Mind. So the webinar is going to give you some um, kind of overviews and ideas about what we're going to do in the all-day conference. In the all-day conference, which will be the following Saturday, July 25th, again called Writing with Hollywood in Mind, it'll be Jennifer and I and Jennifer's agent, Julie Gwynn from the C more agency. So I'll be talking about the techniques that TV and movie writers use that you can put in your novel to make your novel much more of a page turner, um, more visually interesting, make people think, wow, it was like watching a movie, even though I was reading a book. Jennifer is going to be talking about how to write a screenplay that really gets people's attention and that makes people in Hollywood take notice. We'll also both be talking about 
the ways that you can make your book be um, more movie-like <laughs> for people who are reading books in Hollywood looking for something that they can make that's based on a book. And then Agent Julie Gwynn will be talking about pitching, how to pitch your book, how to pick, uh, how, how the process works for going for, from book to trying to get it optioned as a screenplay, um, trying to sell the movie rights, that sort of thing. And uh, I believe that she will also be taking pitches. I'm not sure it's pitching practice or like pitch to Julie, but <laughs> I will put more information on the website when I hear back from her and give you more detailed information. You can register for the free webinar and you can register for the conference at the same webpage, which is rightnowworkshop.com forward slash July 25. Rightnowworkshop.com forward slash J-U-L-Y 25. And both, um, one side is the webinar and one side is the conference. You can see pretty cl clearly uh, what you're looking at there. Also, if you come to the webinar, uh, we give you a coupon code that you can use for signing up for the conference and get another $20 off. I'll keep on um, putting more information there about um, everything that's going on at the conference and times. It starts at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, uh, sorry, Eastern on July 25th. And the webinar is Saturday starting at 8.30 Pacific in the morning, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. So all the information again is at rightnowworkshop.com forward slash July 25. The other thing I wanted to tell you about is I am almost halfway through my finish your book intention intensive coaching program. And I've got three clients that I'm so, so happy for them. They're doing exceptionally well. Uh, everybody is writing hard, writing fast, getting a lot of work done, and we're having a great time working together. I'm so excited. I think one person is actually going to finish their book before the program ends. Yay! <laughs> And then um, the other two people have other goals that are like to almost finish and to get partway. One person starting their book um, at the beginning of the program rather than coming in with something they need to finish. So it's been super exciting, really fun. I love helping people get things going and get a lot more done. Remember what I was saying about when I sprint with other people, I get more done and I show up and do it more often the more often I know other people are going to be there. And that's part of what's happening with this Finish Your Book Intensive Coaching Program. There's one-on-one -on -one coaching and group coaching. But the fact is, is that we're getting together, uh, let's see, at least four times a week. And every other week when I meet with them individually, then that's a, a fifth time that everybody uh, is meeting with me and or the group. And it's just getting people motivated and excited and inspired and pushing them. And it's been a great time. If you're interested in something like this, let me know. I have a page that, again, I will keep on updating and putting more and fresher information on it called rightnowworkshop.com forward slash writing coach. And that's where I am explaining a little bit more about this finish your book intensive coaching program. It may not be for everyone. Um, it's not cheap, but it certainly gets the job done, which is part of the point. So, and it's because it's not for everyone, 
it's not ne- necessarily the kind of program at this point that I'm having people just like sign up and pay and you're in. Pretty much we need to have a phone call and make sure that you're in a place so that I can help you because it would be silly for you to sign up and pay and then I can't help you as much as you and I both wanted me to be able to. So for that program, you sign up to get a call with me and we'll we'll just talk. We'll talk about what you're doing, what your goals are and whether or not I can help. So that would be very exciting. I will be opening up a new program somewhere around the middle to end of September of this year, 2020. So um, I'll start uh, interviewing. Not, that's kind of a weird way to say it, isn't it? But having Zoom calls with people over the next few weeks. And the class always will have a maximum of 10 people in it. That way, everybody's getting a real a lot of really good personal close attention. So I just wanted to let you know more about that. A reminder that we're still on summer schedule for several more weeks. So the next episode of the podcast will come out in two weeks rather than next week. And that leads us into the interview. So Melissa Kosky and I actually spent in April about her new book, which at the time wasn't out, and now it's been out for a month. I am so excited about this book, and I will not say anything more so you can just hear about it in the interview, but um, if you like um, suspense, supernatural suspense even, um, if you... Yeah, I'm just going to stop. You have to listen because I think this is a great series. And Melissa is talking to us about how she helped co-write or not helped. She co-wrote the third book in a series, which is really interesting. So the original author wrote book one and two, started book three and then worked with her and Melissa Um, finished out book three. It's a really interesting story and it's not the kind of co-writing that I had ever really thought about before. You know, helping out when somebody just can't get this book done right now. So I think you're going to find it really interesting. I also mentioned that we talked in April just in case you're like, where are they? When are they? Because they're talking about it being cold or not very warm and right this minute it's super hot where I am. So yes, we did record this in April, not July. (laughs) All right. So with that said, here is Melissa. Today's guest is Melissa Kosky. Melissa is a fourth degree black belt and certified instructor of Sangam Taekwondo. In her day job as a commercial property manager, she secretly notes personal quirks and funny situations, ready to tweak them into colorful additions for her books. She and Corey, her husband of 20 years, live in Florida, where they do their best not to melt in the sun. Welcome, Melissa. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You and I both are in a sunny place on a sunny day today. That's always a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> so is Florida already hot? Let's see. It's um, um, it's like 70s, 80s, sometimes in the 90s right now. Florida is wow. crazy. It's just that it we'll have like 20 degree differences every day. So yeah. until you hit summertime. Right. And then, then it's it just hot. Just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you just melt. Yeah. <laughs> so you and I are talking just a few days before the Easter holiday, and it's mm-hmm. already 70s, 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, I see you've got a fan for anybody who's watching on YouTube. <laughs> That's probably normal Florida housing. Every right? single room has a fan. Yes. <laughs> wow. Right. Okay. Well, I have to say I'm pretty happy to be in Sweden. I'm much more comfortable with 55 degrees and do I or don't I need a hoodie rather than 90 and how will I live through this? <laughs> Oh, I completely agree. I grew up in Ohio, so that's more what I'm used to. How funny. Ohio girl, Michigan girl. Uh-huh. Nice. All right. <laughs> I'm not one of those people, though, who has any uh, competitive streak with, like, you know, Michigan and 
I can't even remember which one it is, Ohio State and U of M or Michigan State? I can't even remember. I don't know. This I don't pay great. attention to sports at all. I'm so glad to talk to somebody who <laughs> cares as much as I do about that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good thing we're not talking about sports. We're talking about books. Woo! And by the time this episode airs, your book isn't out at the time you and I are talking, but by the time it airs, it will have just come out. So yay, congratulations on your yay. new release. I'm excited. <laughs> yay. So tell us the name of the book and a little bit about it, and then we'll just start talking about your, your whole process of how you got there. So it's called A Dream Within a Dream. It's the third book in the in the series. It's the Kofi and Hill series. Um, so basically, we have to discover if this person who's called Dream, if he's really a cold-blooded killer or an innocent. Wow. So, so when we have the same characters as in Trudy and Samuel and and a couple others that are, you know, the same from the, the first two books. So you still get to have fun with Trudy. It's one of my favorite characters. Um, you actually get to know Samuel a little bit better, I think, in this book, which is fun. And then they, nice. again, they have to discover if Dream is a killer or not. Nice. Oh, that sounds fun. So pretty much uh, suspense? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So now I'm going to tell you the thing that I was like, I got to tell you something, but I'm going to tell you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, I'm reading the press release, you know, I'm getting things ready. I've got the, the um, advanced reader copy, you know, I read the prologue and then I had to do something else and then I opened it up and now it's on ch chapter one. And I'm like, wait, um, why do these character names seem familiar? So keeping in mind, I don't have the book. I have an advanced reader copy, which doesn't have, you know, back cover copy on it or anything. <laughs> and somehow... I just never caught on to the fact that here it goes. Oh my gosh, I read book one, two and a half years ago and told like hundreds of people how freaking awesome it was. <laughs> when I found out this was book three, I read like the first two pages of chapter one and then I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I didn't know when, you know, you, you read book one of a series and then you just sort of forget and you don't really know when book two will come out. Mm -hmm. I, I really thought that I read this book probably last year, but no, my Amazon receipt says that I bought it two and a half years ago. So I'm reading the first couple of pages going, I can't do it. I can talk about this book, but I can't read this book because I haven't read book two. So now I'm like, I'm buying book two and then yeah. I can read and talk about book three. You have to read one, book two. Oh, it's, oh, it's a I good one. Wait. He has, Mike wrote such an interesting character in book two, The Raven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's awesome. Okay. So if anybody is like, wait, okay, tell me more. So book one is called Annabelle Lee. Mm -hmm. Book two is called The Raven. Right. And book three, A Dream Within a Dream. Mm -hmm. So if people are listening going, wait a minute, that sounds kind of familiar. Go ahead. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, it's all based on Edgar Allan Poe, which is books so or stories or yeah. yeah. Now, um, so Mike is the um, the co-author of book three, and mm -hmm. and he's the author of book one and two. Correct. Okay, so the Edgar Allan Poe thing is his idea. Yes. Okay, so do you know much about like how we how we got started on having this? Edgar From what I understand, he's just always loved Edgar Allan Poe and just kind of been obsessed with it since he was a kid. So he just kind of wove it into the stories. And it's really interesting how he weaved it in. Sweet. Oh, man. Yeah, I loved Annabelle Lee. I mean, it caught me just on the, the title of the book. I was like, mm -hmm. wait, okay, I'm totally reading the back cover copy on this. And then 
it was such a weird, cool, weird idea slash setup that, that I, I had to buy it. And then I'm reading it going, what, what, what? Like all the time I was going, what? And it made me read it pretty, pretty quickly. I mean, I don't know how long it took. It was two and a half years ago, but I remember just like having to sit down and read chapters at a time, not like a couple pages. I was like, no, Mm -hmm. any longer amount of time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I felt, I I really liked that book because obviously I read, read those two books before I decided to take this one on. And, um, it kind of amazed me how well he, you know, with the Annabelle Lee when she's, you know, we won't say much, but, you know, she's yeah. trapped for a while and we keep going back to her and you would think that would be boring, but it, I found it super interesting yeah. and I love the mute character. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, people, you have to go back and <laughs> read all three of these books. So speaking of going back, Melissa, let's just go back just a little bit. Tell us about, I, I always like to ask people, like, how did you start writing? Have you always been a storyteller? How did you get involved in, in actually writing and publishing books? Just tell us about yourself. Um, so actually, I have zero writing talent. I was <laughs> one of those kids that I, you know, I did well in school, but I flunked my ninth grade writing proficiency. That's how not talented I am. But, and you know, people are going to really want to read my books now. Um, (laughs) But, you know, there was at one point and I had an idea and it just wouldn't leave my head. And I saw an interview with some other authors doing something. And she said that, you know, how she developed her idea. And it reminded me so much of me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try writing it down. And I started, I grabbed a notebook, some random notebook I had in the house. And I started writing and I just like, wrote for hours no idea what I was doing just wrote for hours and then from then on I swear I've written almost every single day since that day and I've read you know books on writing and just educated myself and gotten to a point where Mike Napa thinks I'm good enough so hey (laughs) must be pretty decent nice oh my gosh so is this like a a tip that you can share with the audience or is it like too long and, and complicated to explain or what do you mean? Um, well, you said that um, you you learned something or read something that made you say, I'm going to try that. Um, it was just an author interview. And just she, her story just reminded me so much of me, how she came up with the idea and how it wouldn't leave her head. And she just, you know, and I'm, I just, I had this idea and I just, I have to write it down. Nice. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So were you still a teenager or were you a little older by then? Um, I was a little older. It was in 2009. Okay. So I was going to say not that long ago. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's 2020. We've already gotten 10 years <laughs> down the line. <laughs> it's funny. You get dates in your head and you're like, that wasn't too long ago. And then you're like, well, minus 2020. Yeah. That was yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, I'm trying to figure out like where I want to go with this because you told me some other things before we started and I don't want that to be the, um, the focus of the interview. So, so you, you were writing, we'll come back to this part. You actually um, published books under another pen name also, mm-hmm. but how did you get together with Mike? Cause I want to move into the co-writing and how did that come about and how does it work? Mike was my agent for a while. Ah. Um, so he, he represented me for fight princess, another book that I have out. Um, And then we parted ways after a while. And then he came back and he needed somebody to help him finish this book for personal reasons. And I guess I'm, I guess he liked my writing and our writing styles are fairly similar in a lot of ways. So I read the previous two books and decided, okay, let's give it a shot. It's a good opportunity. 
Nice. Okay. So um, if people are listening, yes, personal connections definitely make a difference, <laughs> but it sounds like, like networking and um, keeping track of keeping track of who you've met in the past, like mm-hmm. not severing connections, just knowing that mm-hmm. there are, there are people that you've met out there that, Hey, maybe I should get a hold of so-and-so for this or that. And just keep relationships positive at all times. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like a good plan always, but definitely with businesses where networking is a big part of it. So. Yeah. So, so you guys had this conversation, you read the books, you thought, yeah, I want to do it. I would really like you to tell us with as much detail as you're willing. Tell us about co-writing. It sounds semi-terrifying to me. Because I'm like, <laughs> it did but, me too. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell us, what were you thinking and, and, and then how did it start working? Well, when he first also, came what to didn't me, work. <laughs> yeah. When he first came to me about it, it was like, my first reaction was, oh, I don't know. I'm used <laughs> yeah. to, you know, me being the domain, you know, it's my book. Yes. What I say goes until the publisher gets involved. But, you know, in the writing process, it's mine. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was a little terrifying, honestly, at first. But um, the way we worked it out is we, he had already written 20,000 words. So the first several chapters, that's all Mike with me editing a little bit, but pretty much all Mike. And then, so I read the first two books so I could get to know the characters and read what he had written already so I could get, start to get an idea. And then we had a Skype call where he just said, gave me the lowdown on everything that he was thinking because he had stopped writing it quite a while ago for a very massive personal reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost somebody very close to him. And so he just couldn't couldn't get himself to jump back into it and, and yeah. I understand because you, you probably mentally linked the the book and the event I'm thinking probably yeah. that happened to me when my husband was in a motorcycle accident while I was at a writer's retreat writing book two of a series that hasn't come out yet because they got two linked together in my head yeah exactly so so we went through everything he told me everything that he remembered that he wanted to do with it I took copious notes digested it came up with a, a basic plot line um, outline and then I wrote three more chapters and he looked at it tweaked it a little bit just to make sure that the characters fit his vision because they are his characters in this so that's a little different Um, and then once he felt like I kind of had the voice right and the characters right then basically he was just like okay go So that was kind of nice. So like we worked together a lot at the beginning. There's a lot of collaboration to make sure that we understood each other. Um, Luckily, he trusts me a lot. So he knows, you know, I'm going to have decent writing skills. So he trusted that part. He just wanted to make sure the character voices were there. Um, And he had the basic outline. And once we were in in agreement on all that, I just went Wow. So I've heard, um, I I haven't gotten any personal experience with it, um, not even uh, secondhand, you know, by knowing somebody else, but um, I've heard that this is similar to how James Patterson comes up with story ideas, chooses a co-writer, and then kind of downloads his idea to them. They write some chapters, he makes sure that they're on the same same mental page, you know, that he is, and then apparently the co-writer does quite a bit, maybe most of, maybe almost all of, in some cases, the writing. But yeah, because, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. So, so how does it feel? What's it like? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird still, you know. Um, you know, we're doing all the marketing stuff, and I'm doing all the marketing for him, but, you know, some people are still asking for 
for Mike's input and stuff, but it's, it's all on me. Um, I still talk to him a lot in email. I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think? Are you okay with this? And so he's still involved just more in the background on this particular book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it works well because we, we get along really, really well. There's a lot Good. of respect there on both sides. So, and I let him kind of, if he has an opinion on something, it's really his series to begin with so and then they're his characters so I'll, I'll defer to him on a lot of stuff like that yeah but he doesn't really ask me to defer to him very much so it works wow that is so it, it sounds like both of you have really um tried to <laughs> what I was about ready to say sounds so ridiculous but really tried to make it work but it's true sometimes I feel like um things are not working because nobody's really willing to to go further towards the middle, you know, to meet in the middle, mm -hmm. but um, you defer to the fact that it's, it's his book series and his baby. And he defers to the fact that you're a good writer and you've been doing good writing. Mm -hmm. It's basically, it feels like, you know, the last half, the last 75,000 words of the book is kind of more me, but I yeah. just used his characters and made sure that I honored those characters and it worked oh. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think that you two might ever work on a project together, which would probably be weird and different because then it would be your joint ideas, but yeah, but that would, about be, that would be different. Um, yeah. I never thought about it before, but if it was somebody like Mike, I would consider it. If he came to me and he, he really wanted to do something, you know, had an idea, then I would consider it. Definitely. I'd yeah. probably do it <laughs> yeah. if it was Mike. I guess that's kind of, I guess that's kind of how the best relationships would work is that somebody calls somebody that they already know, like, and trust, mm -hmm. and then they have a discussion and they see whether or not it'll work. And then it seems to a lot of the stories that I hear seem to be pretty positive. Mm -hmm. I think you just have to make sure you have the right partner. You're on the same page. Our writing style is very similar. That's so probably a big help, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I worked really hard to make sure that the first 20,000 words didn't sound different than the last 75,000 <laughs> words, you know. Yeah. No, or I had from to... the first two books, right? Yeah, exactly. So I really focused on, I naturally kind of sound like him anyway, but I tend to use more metaphors and similes, especially similes. So I, and he doesn't, he has a different creative way of, so I had to kind of add that in, but Otherwise, that was about it. We're pretty similar otherwise. Nice. And I had to work on writing the, the Samuel character. He was a little, he's a little different than what I'm used to writing. But once I got a hold of him, oh, he was so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Nice. So, so now this is the third and final book in the series, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So um, I'm happy that I still have two books to go, but oh, there's only two more books to go. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that book, number one. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so your co-writing situation is just different enough that I'm like, okay, well, that kind of voids some of the questions that I was going to ask you. <laughs> but, um, but based on the experience that you do have, um, what would you say are some uh, takeaways for the listening audience in um, what they could look for? Um, when they're trying to decide whether or not they should do uh, writing with someone else? Um, how, do you think it would work less well if you guys were like best friends or total strangers? Or like, do you have any takeaways or ideas that you can share? I think if you're thinking about it, I think you need to find somebody whose writing style is already not too far from yours and you're both willing to bend. 
Um, and I think you should agree on the general outline before you even start, just to make sure. Right. Yeah, make sure you both agree with the general direction. And I know a lot of people are pantser writers where they just fly by the seat of their pants. I don't think you can do that in, in partnership. I think you, you're going to have to have an outline and agree to it ahead of time. That makes sense. I was thinking in my head, would it even work? I, I don't think it would work between a plotter and a pantser, but I'm like, would two pantsers be able to do it? <laughs> I guess they would find out at the end whether or not they I were guess. able to do it. It, it would be a little messy at, at first. There'd be a whole lot of editing. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Well, I guess, you know, yeah. So, so if you don't mind trying something out that may not work. <laughs> yeah. And I think you have to find somebody that, you know, who, why are you going to do it? You know, do they really bring something to the project? Yeah. You know, in our situation, it was more like Mike needed to finish the book. He, he just, for personal reason, it was just really hard for him to do. So finally he's like, you know what? I, I got to bring somebody else in. Yeah. So it, our situation was very different, but yeah. And, but now it's, um, it's an idea in your writing toolbox that isn't necessarily a closed door anymore. Exactly, which is nice. That's always good to grow. Yeah, nice. All right, so um, in your under your other pen name, and it's totally fine with me whether you want to say it or not. Uh, how, say however much you want to say. Um, but in your other pen name, do you also write in series or standalones or little both? I do everything. Um, the other pen name is M S K K A Y E. Um, so I have eleven books I don't have to count something like that yeah. um I totally and understand with, <laughs> and those are with independent publishers um I have some series I have some standalone I have some semi connected books kind of like the kind of like this series with Mike where it's like the same character but completely different story yeah you know I have some like that as well so all over the place Nice. So what, what are your thoughts on uh, writing a series? I, I personally love series. I love reading them. I love writing them, partially because um, sometimes I feel like I've put so many years of love and effort into these characters that they're, they better last because I don't want it <laughs> to be like, you know, with my husband's job that we, we did a lot of move someplace, move someplace else, move someplace else. And I have a lot of friends, which is great, but I've left a lot of friends, which is terrible. <laughs> and I, I think that uh, somewhere along the way, I just decided I wasn't going to do that with my characters. These friends are staying with me. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you look at series, uh, writing them, plotting them, especially now that you've seen another way of doing it, you know, whatever it is that you and Mike did. It's probably at least a little bit different from the way that you would normally mm -hmm. do it. So what do you think about that? Um, I think it just depends on, I usually know when I'm probably like halfway through a book, if I, if I think it's going to be a series or not, I think it has to do with, you know, I sit down and do all this brainstorming, right? And it depends on how much stuff comes out of my head. You know what I mean? Yes. So that happened with my first book where that one was a mess at first, but it's now quite, it's my favorite book now. Um, besides Mike's, of course. <laughs> <laughs> also your other favorite book. <laughs> yeah, my other favorite. Um, but yeah, that one was, it just, I, I, you know, every time I did an outline, I'm like, oh, this would be interesting. Well, what if this happened in the past or this or that? And I just fell in love with the characters, like you said. And that one just kind of tumbled into four books with one of them being a prequel. So, wow. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now, so your, your writing style is similar. So is the kind of writing also similar? Do you write suspense or suspense with other elements? Um, in my other books that are not Christian books, which is the reason for the different pen names, um, they're, all of them have some kind of suspense. I just, I don't know how to write without suspense. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would get too bored. Um, but they're usually probably more romantic suspense than just straight suspense. Um, I have some of the books have some paranormal in them as well. So that's usually where I'm at. Romantic suspense, maybe some paranormal dropped in just depending on the series. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about suspense, um, definitely uh, for me as a reader, I want to feel like um, I really need to go to bed, but I can't stop here. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, so pacing is such a big, uh, big part of the story. And yet uh, I think that um, one, of the, one of the things that you said in your press release was that you have to balance that suspense requires a fast pace with also the reader's ability to connect well enough with the character to want to keep reading and see what mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. How do you work that? Um, well, this book was a little different because, you know, the, the most of the characters you'd already grown to love through all this, the book. So I didn't have to build, you know, Trudy, like she's probably, I think, the cornerstone character of the whole series. We already know her. We already love her. She's already kick butt. We adore her already. Yeah. So you just have to show her a little bit and just show that little spunk of Trudy and you just get that every once in a while and you just love her. Um, Dream, we had, to, we had to build him a little bit since he's new to the series. Um, I like there's a chapter at the beginning that Mike wrote where it's Dream in a hotel room and he's waiting to go do this thing that he has to go do. And, you can, and it's just all in his head. And you wouldn't think that would be very interesting because that's one of the rules, right? You have to either have dialogue or action. But no, it's just a guy sitting alone in a hotel room. And it's one of the most inter interesting chapters I've ever read. And it was great because you got to really know Dream and think, okay, is this guy crazy or is he not crazy? I'm not sure. Yeah. It was really interesting. Wow. Do you think that, um, that reading and because, because you weren't just a reader, you had to really study what Mike had done in that chapter yeah. so that you could make the whole rest of the book seem seamless. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you learned some things about how somebody else did it differently by the fact that you were actually studying it, not just reading it? Probably. Yeah. Um, I had to really kind of get into Mike's head as far as what direction he was going with each character, which I got to ask him a lot. And he was very, very available the whole time. So I could ask him anything, any stupid question I had. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, when I was reading, especially the first 20,000 that he'd already written of this particular book. Yeah, I read them very carefully, took a lot of notes to make sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> yes, Dream's hair is black. No, wait, it's blonde. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very important. <laughs> But, wow. and then the rest of the book was um, very suspense filled, especially once you get about halfway through and you kind of already know the characters and you kind of get the relationships and you can just show the little pieces of the relationships as you're going. And then it's, the rest of the book is kind of breathless. Wow. <laughs> just go, 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 go. You know, no, most people will listen to this uh, on their podcast app. Some people will be watching it on the YouTube channel, but I'm just looking at your face every time you answer a question that has to do with the writing and you just seem like totally engaged and like, this was great. And I loved writing it and being a part of the project. Mm -hmm. So it, it gets me excited as a reader too, that like, wow, the author's so excited about this book. I really, I mean, of course I'm going to read it because I already told you why, but, but that <laughs> sort of thing, you know, it makes me even more interested. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, I, now, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I keep interrupting you. Mm-hmm. I, I just get so excited talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what I was wondering was um, this book, correct me if I'm wrong, hopefully I've got this right, comes out on June 2nd. Mm-hmm. Okay. So by the time this uh, goes live as a podcast episode, congratulations, your book is out. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, so you've probably had um, at least several months since you stopped doing any edits or, you know, like really right. be done with the book. So have you started something else? And do you think that um, this writing this book has changed your writing and tweaked it at all the reason I ask is because I notice that in my own writing even when I'm going from my own series to my own series I'm like oh you know what though I did this in the last book and I really liked the way I did that so like I think it's how I sort of grow as a writer I'm always finding Mm -hmm. things get a little different and often that way a little better so what do you think now that you've finished this book what, what do you think has changed if anything in your latest um, well, I am currently, I'm actually two books away from this book. Two, right. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote another book for, for Revel, the same publisher, and it's another Christian, but it's going to be Christian romantic suspense. It's already written and we're just, I'm just waiting on the edits to come back. Um, so really excited about that. That's going to come out next summer. Okay. So 2021? Um, right. Okay. Um, so just, I actually just starting to work on the, the title because we don't have, we have a working title and have, you know, the title and we're starting to work on all that stuff. So I'm really excited. Um, but that one, I had to, what I learned from the dream book is how to really write Christian fiction. I mean, I am Christian, so I mean, but as far as the kind of rules for Christian fiction, like you can't use obviously you can't use for profanity you can't have you know extensive you can't love scenes and stuff like that but I took the word the word crap got taken out of one of the books and I'm like oh I can't even put that in there okay yeah. so, so that was a little different I mean it's not too bad and I, I took cues from Mike because he sometimes you need a character to curse sometimes you have you know this bad nasty guy yeah and you, you punch him in the face you know he's gonna not gonna say, say something. Oh, yeah, that hurt. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not gonna be a nice guy. So what Mike put in there is he just said, you know, John cursed, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's brilliant, because <laughs> you know he can curse without actually saying the word, which would be inappropriate in this genre. So yeah, I learned a lot of that from Mike. I learned a lot from the editors at Rebel, which are are awesome. Um, and then when I went to go from Dream to my next book. Um, which is about a sniper, a female sniper. Um, it, it took some, it took me to, a little bit to kind of get out of the, the Mike writing mode and right. back into the romance writing mode because Mike <laughs> doesn't do romance and the way that the other books, the dream books are set up, it, there's no romance. Like some, some people want Trudy and Samuel to get together. Not going to happen. <laughs> not with what he did. Um, so I had to kind of get, going again on that so that was that was different yeah yeah it's almost like um I mean it's like you're writing in your own voice but still it was flavored in another way now you have to Mm -hmm. get back to no really just my own voice (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) like the style is there but yeah taking romance out and then putting it back in it it took me a minute to because you know romance is the way I write it it's very very subtle Right. 
and starts kind of from the beginning and goes through the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Very nice. Okay. That sounds really interesting. So, um, so not only have you got, uh, two books, um, not the last two, but the two ago and three ago, those <laughs> two are written for a Christian publisher. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you've got one where you mix a voice with another author's voice and it was in, um, in Christian fiction. And then you've got one that's just your voice, still mm-hmm. Christian fiction, mm-hmm. just a slight tweak in as much as it's romantic expe- uh, suspense, not straight suspense. But now you're also still writing under your other name, which is yeah. just mainstream and mainstream. Yep. Some romantic suspense, some with paranormal, some with. Mm-hmm. Do you do well, you ever feel like maybe you're the one who has like too many voices in your head? <laughs> <laughs> my husband says I have too many voices in my head. Um, he might be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I'm kind of all over the place. I think there are a lot of writers who kind of strictly do just this one genre. I'm kind of all over the place. You'll have certain elements that are probably always going to be there. There's going to be at least one fight scene in all of my books. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise I vary a lot. So yeah, the book I'm writing right now, I mean, it could be Christian. I'm not 100% yet, but because I don't have a publisher for it, I'm just writing it because I'm always writing something. Yeah. So we'll see. Wow. Oh, I like the way you do it. I like the way also that you're, you're just like, I'm fine. I'm just writing something. I don't need to be under contract. I just love to write and eventually it'll find its place. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Nice. Well, I mean, I have an independent publisher that I work with for my other books and I, she will, she'll take most of what I give her. I think she likes my particular style. So I've always yeah. got a home there. Nice. Nice. And wow. It's almost like you have, um, you can't call either one of them a vacation home, but I was going to say, it's almost like you have two homes now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the pen name. It seems to me, um, based on, you know, all the other writers that I've talked to who use more than one name, um, and it's the reason why I have a name on hold. I have a uh, domain name that I've been paying for every year for probably holy cow, if this is 2020, I might've been paying for that domain name for almost 20 years by now. (laughs) Because when I first started, the very first writer's conference I ever went to was a Christian one. And the first writers that I really knew, first I knew a bunch of Christian writers and then I joined RWA. So I knew pretty much only romance writers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at first it was just a matter of writing what I knew about at the moment. But similar to you, like I would get these notes back from an editor. Did you know that you can't say gosh, darn, golly, like that in a Christian book? I'm like, you're kidding. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> what my mom told me to say. So I didn't say the other words. <laughs> and I, yeah, I have books that are like full of, you know, crap and darn and darn it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> but um, so it was hard for me to kind of figure out, okay, in my real life, I say these things, but in this publisher, I would say these things. And in that publisher, you can say those things, some of which I would never say, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, some, some genres really do want a certain thing. And if they even know about other books that you've written in other genres that aren't, um, aren't like the ones that they like, they just don't want to know. They basically just don't want to know about them. They don't want to be confused. 
yeah. which I totally get because as much as I adore Amanda Quick and have read at least 20 of her books, I just cannot get into a Jane Ann Krentz book. Ding, ding, ding. Same woman. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm so glad, you know, that she split, yeah. split them up. Because mm -hmm. if I had to be constantly trying to figure out, is this one of the Jane Ann Krentz books that I like or don't like? Like, I can't remember. Um, yeah, that would be hard. But on the other hand, managing multiple pen names with websites and social media, mm -hmm. this is a long-winded question. What are your thoughts on all of that? Yes, on everything you just said. Um, <laughs> So yeah, the, the reason for the separate pen name is an, is really because it's Christian. And I want, you know, if it's a Christian reader, I want them to be able to look up that pen name and be like, okay, it's Christian, it's safe, it's clean. You know, because I'm the same way. I read almost exclusively Christian fiction or like young adult because I, I like reading clean books. I don't yeah. always write clean books, but I like reading clean books. So <laughs> I like to be able to count on I go to this author and it's going to be clean. Um, so that's why the, the two separate pen names. Um, what's the rest of the question? <laughs> How hard is it to, to create two uh, managing businesses? Yeah. 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 I have two separate websites. Um, I, well, I'm still building the one for Christian fiction, but the other one is built. Um, so yeah, I have to manage two different websites, I have to pay for two different websites. And then I created um, more, social media presence and the, with the other pen name. So yeah, I had to rebuild everything and I'm still trying to rebuild everything, you know, got MSK up to like 4,000 people on Twitter and like, uh, you know, however many hundreds of followers on Facebook and uh, now I have to start all over with <laughs> the new name, but it's not yeah. too bad. And like I said, it, it's nicer for the readers to know, oh, this person recommends this. Oh, it's probably, you know, so I understand that. Like I said, I don't read, I don't read erotica. I don't write erotica either, but I, you know, I don't want to accidentally stumble into that. Right. Yeah. yeah. With somebody who's using the same name and just decided to take a, a, one series in a different direction. Exactly. Like, yeah. and I don't write that extreme, but you know, that my other books aren't, I like to say they're not as polite. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> you know, there's cursing and there's a little bit more kissing. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> And uh, I just don't want somebody to read, start reading it and be offended. Right. You know, that's, that's the last thing I want. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, I think one of the best things about reading your one-star reviews is to see whether or not there's anything that people wanted that you just didn't know they wanted. Mm -hmm. So my first book was um, a chiclet that was just kind of somebody like me. She's a Christian, but I didn't make it into a Christian book. And mm -hmm. she says... Um, I never can decide on my podcast, which I try to keep G-rated, like, should I say it? So since the kids might be home and listening more often now, <laughs> I won't say it. But I said the, the, the words that we say instead of the really bad words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't consider them swear words, but they, but they aren't the clean words, like what you were saying. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and some of the one-star reviews were like, I loved this book except for the it's funny they give you one star you know <laughs> i love this book except for that she swore all the time and she was making out too much with the guy and i'm like well i didn't know that you wanted something that was like that so i created a whole nother series that is totally the clean and wholesome kind of thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know there's n nothing going on except for kissing and wanting to i mean they want to do more things but they don't do it so i figured mm -hmm. that's realistic i can't make it look like they don't even want to do things <laughs> i'm like that's not realistic <laughs> no 
is he really male? (laughs) (laughs) Is she not, is she not like being clear that like, I like you. And if you asked me out on a date, I would say yes. (laughs) But uh, so from a business and marketing perspective, do you find that now you have to um, give a little bit more time or, or somehow plan more time because now you have two names that you need to manage? Yeah. Um, every time I get on Facebook, it's go to this page and go to this page and, you know, try to, yeah, it takes a little bit longer, but it's not too bad, I guess. So uh, tips for reader or listeners, you know, might be that just keep in mind, if you go with two pen names, like there are the pros and the cons, mm-hmm. it's going to separate possibly in a good way. Yeah. It's going to take more time. <laughs> I think, and I think only do it if you have something, you know, if you're writing Christian and then not Christian, that's, that's a pretty big distinction. But with my other pen name, I mean, I write romantic suspense. I have a little bit of like young adult, but like older young adult, you know, not super clean. Um, yeah. Like probably 17, 18 year olds, you know, that kind of, or maybe new adult would probably be the more accurate term. Um, but they're all, they're all a little different. There's some romantic suspense, there's some just romance, there's some paranormal. So I wouldn't make those pen names different because I think the same reader would probably enjoy most of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I thought think it was important to separate out the Christian. Yeah. But I wouldn't do it for anything more extreme, you know, less extreme than that. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Now, do you do any um, like speaking at conferences or teaching writing at all at a workshop or? Um, I have, I'm involved with the Florida Writers Association, um, and I've, was the co-leader of a group for a while, and then I just got too busy, Um, but I have, I have um, been the speaker at at several little group talks, but nothing huge, no. Yeah. I was just wondering, what kinds of advice do you offer to other writers that you're around? Um, There's, I have actually written a few blog posts, and I pulled them up, um, so I have one where it's just f- places to find your fiction, like your fiction ideas. So I have, you know, history. I love pulling out of history. Um, the the book that's uh, the book that's going to come out next year. I'm pulling from some history and some actual, um, yeah, some history. I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, don't um, do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, mythology and fairy tales. I have some books in my other pen name where it's actually uh, the Sumerian water and sky god myth that comes to get comes to life in a modern high school so that was kind of fun I was just reading a mythology book and I'm like you know this is kind of obscure and that's what I like something a little bit more obscure and it was fun yeah. um, movies I don't mean you know steal the ideas I just mean you know there's sometimes there's like a little tiny bit that you can take and just like blow yeah. up you know into yeah. something completely unique um, dreams. I know it sounds corny, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you get a little tidbit in there and you're like, that was really interesting. I don't have no idea where that came from. Maybe I'm a sociopath, but it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> or something <laughs> you, that just doesn't cut, leave your mind. Like I had a dream this morning when I woke up and it's, um, four o'clock in the afternoon. And I still think of this one particular scene. And I think there's a part of my brain that's trying to figure out what could I do with that? Where could I put that? Exactly. And I think probably because we're writers and our mind works in that way, that's, we probably get more weird and interesting dreams, I'm thinking, because our minds are already going that way. And then, of course, literature, which obviously dream within a dream. 
oh. all from literature. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how the, the stories are built because he didn't just like make it, okay, it's just the story in modern times. It's completely different, but still kind of connected. Like, like I love how a dream within a dream, it's a dude named Dream. I mean, <laughs> who saw that coming, you know? And it all makes sense. When you get through the book, you're like, oh, I understand that title. Oh, cool. And the same with the other ones. Okay. Yeah, I have to say I like having the, um, the little bit of Edgar Allan Poe poetry, you know, kind of at the beginning. And, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I wonder how this is going to play out. You read the poem and you're like, obviously, they feel like this has something to do with the story. So then my mind is already like, okay, I'm waiting to see. <laughs> well, the poem is very, very important to the story. There's going to be, there's a map in there, we'll say that. It's really interesting. Yeah. And there's going to be, there's some connection to American history as well. They end up in Boston. So oh. all of that's going to tie, ties together and it's really, it's cool. All right. I can't remember where Poe is from himself. Can you tell me? I don't or know. Do you know. Yeah. I don't know. Because when you said Boston, I was like, is he from Boston? And then I was like, is he from England? There's a certain <laughs> amount of, there's, there's like a group of people that were writing in a similar time that I probably took a class where I studied all of them at the same time, which kind of jumbled them together in, in my head where I'm like, wait a minute. No, Samuel Coleridge was American and Charles Dickens was, you know, <laughs> English. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, and then some other ideas just some things that I've written in the past is um, pay attention to the white space on the page. Because um, when, when people pick up a book, especially if it's in the bookstore, you know, and they flip through it, if it's just solid type, sometimes they're like, that sounds too hard. Even yeah. if they're not like consciously thinking, I want more white space. It just feels like it's just, it feels like a textbook, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so be cognizant of that, you know, with your paragraphing. And then sometimes I like, you can use it to make the feel of time passing. Like if you, you know, put this next thing on the next line that you feel like there's a pause without having to say there's a pause. Yeah. Um, or as far as um, you can make a, have a one line, have a more, a stronger impact. So sometimes I'll just be going along and just have one sentence by itself or just one word by itself. And it's, yeah. it has more impact that way. So, and it's another way to have a little bit of white, more white space on the page. Yeah, I like that one myself. <laughs> yeah. It keeps me from using the exclamation points, which my editor, at some <laughs> point, we had, we had this big battle early on. And I was like, but listen to me talk. Do I sound like someone who doesn't write and talk with exclamation, exclamation <laughs> points? No, I do not. And then she finally, she was like, what if I tell you, you can use as many exclamation points as you want in email and all other correspondence, but not in your novels. I'm like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, I can't use an exclamation point. How about the sentence sitting by itself? I'll do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I actually have the opposite. You know, I, I tend not to have exclamation points in there at all. So that's probably why I figured out other other ways to bring, you know, bring it to attention. Yeah. And I actually have had editors put exclamation points in. What? <laughs> so, yeah. That's crazy. Mind blown. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm just, I don't, there are certain things that I just don't do. I don't like exclamation points and I don't like split infinitives and I don't like, <laughs> yeah, there's just, 
and I don't like the word suddenly. I had a critique group for a while and I was famous for, if you use the word suddenly, I'm going to tell you, you need to take it out. <laughs> yeah. You need to show. Cause that's, that's, I feel like that's a tell word and I want to, to push you and show how it was suddenly. Cause yeah. you're going to feel it better if it, you feel it on the page. And that's another way to use paragraphing and white space to yeah. show sudden. <laughs> that's right. Um, and then nice. another thing I like to share with people is all the, the different writing books is like I said, I have zero natural writing talent, but I learn <laughs> really well. That's my one, that's my one talent is I nice. learn well. <laughs> I have no natural talent in almost anything else. But so some of my, I've read, oh God, at least a hundred writing books. Um, so one of my favorites is of course, the elements of style. You have to read that. It's like the mini Bible Yeah. for writing. Um, Self-Editing for Fiction Writers by um, Brown and King. I love that Read one. That too. one. Yeah, I like that one. Um, word Painting. That one's good for imagery if you want to add a little bit more creativity to the book. Um, Stein on Writing. I love Stein. Soul Stein. Yeah. I love it's It's all on craft, but it gets more in depth. Okay. Like little things like don't use the word that. You can take that out like 90% of the time and it just streamlines and keeps it tighter. Um, I have that then, book on my shelf and I still haven't read it because I found it at a either like a library sale or a garage sale. So now I'm like, okay, go pull that off the shelf. and <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that. It's one of my favorites. Um, and then Spunk and Bite. I don't know if you've heard of that one. So it's, <laughs> no. you know, it's a play on the elements of style by Strunk and White, <laughs> but this book is called Spunk and Bite. It's basically when to break the rules. So I always tell everybody, read all the other ones first, make sure you understand what the rules are, and then this will tell you when it's okay to break them. Nice. Um, and then, of course, can't not mention this one. It's one of my favorites, 77 Reasons Why Your Book Was Rejected by Mike Napa. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your agent and is now your co-writer. <laughs> exactly. So, A must read. So when, when I first signed with him as my agent, I was like looked up everything about him and I read that book and I like made notes and made, you know, marked pages and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do exactly everything correctly. Well, I'm not going to not going to do anything that he says in that book and I'm going to do everything else. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, I like that's a good list. Very eclectic too. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Wow. This has been so interesting. And we have covered the gamut of like from beginning to end and uh, balancing what tends to be in my mind, multiple careers. And we've talked about the business side. So well done. If you're going to listen to one episode this year, it should be this one. <laughs> awesome. Melissa, thank you so much. This was really interesting. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is yeah. my first, you know, live interview. So Yay. thank you for taking a chance on me. Absolutely. Well, and you've got such an engaging smile and laugh. It's, it's fun to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> now for all the people who are like, okay, must check these books out. Where can people find you and your books? Um, well, I have some social media, but it's under the name Melissa Coslin. K-O-S-L-I-N. That's where I'm really promoting this particular book. So you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. And then it's going to be on all major retailers. And right now you can find it on bakerpublishinggroup.com. So that's the publishers. And it is available. Well, it's going to be out when this comes out, but it's available for pre-order and it'll be available for sale, you know, Amazon and all the big majors. Excellent. So, 
great. Oh, I hope that it's a fabulous success. I don't see how it can't be. I mean, the other books, I mean, the, the last book of a series to me is like, oh, this is the one I've been waiting for because now we're going to find out, you know, the, the end of everything wrapping up. <laughs> well, it's a pretty big end, so I hope you like it. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait so much. <laughs> as soon as I realized, so this is kind of silly, but this is the reader in me. As soon as I realized that this was in the series of this book that, that I, I don't think that I even realized that it was book one of a series or I would have probably been uh, watching out for it. But like I went to uh, Amazon and hit follow for the authors. I went to BookBub and hit follow for the authors. I'm like, I want to know everything about what's going on with these books now. <laughs> okay. Oh. Nice. Well done. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate you giving us your time. Thank you for having me.